I was looking at a painting yesterday that really spoke to me. Uh, it was a picture or a painting of a very beautiful old cottage. Uh, it looks like the painting was maybe of European origin. And I was struck by the fact that it had two windows in the front of it and that one window was closed. And when I say closed, I mean there were some old sh wooden shutters that were closed. And then the other window was open so that you could see inside the dwelling. And I was really struck by, and it's almost like something that I should know already. And I think it's something that's fairly universal to the human experience. And I think maybe in different cultures they may say it a different way. But the, the term that I've heard for this or the phrase is, you know, some door in life, some doors open and then other doors close. Or some doors close and other doors open. You know, things ebb and flow. It's kind of like the tides, you know. It's, the, you know, the, it's that constant ceaseless cycling in and out, the, the constant oscillations of things. And all of our lives have a certain pattern and a certain rhythm that changes, you know, on a, on a fairly common basis. But there is that, 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 that experience, no matter how you express it. And I was thinking about how, you know, that is very universal to the human experience. And yet, we all experience it in a very unique individual way. Sure, we can talk to people about those experiences, and most people will know what we're talking about. But in this case, I'm thinking more along the lines of, you know, from the standpoint of mindfulness practice. And I've had here just within the past week or two, uh, you know, a door has closed and then another door has opened. And I know it's not necessarily very unique or, uh, uh, you know, it's not very noteworthy in terms of, of sharing that. But what I have realized at a deeper level is that for me at least... I need to be much more careful, and that's where mindfulness practice really helps in that it allows us to be more careful in watching what our mind is doing, what our self-talk is, how we're uh, relating to ourselves, how we're talking to ourselves, our thoughts about what is going on when these kind of situations happen. Because I realize sometimes maybe the door closes and then there's a period of time before the, another door opens, or vice versa, or maybe they happen at exactly the same time. It can go a lot of different ways. But what I'm finding is, as I look back at my own life, that there are some habits of mind that have not served me very well uh, when doors open as well as when doors close. And they're, you know, from a term, the standpoint of mindfulness practice, uh, you know, doors opening and doors closing tend to pre present different challenges for me. And I tend to have to work on different things depending on whether the door is opening or the door is closing. And to start with, I think it's probably just makes sense to look at the cycle. Uh, let's say, for instance, when a door opens, and this would be, you know, signifying, you know, I meet someone new, I find, you know, something interesting uh, out in the world that I want to study or learn more about. Just really any new situation, a new friendship, a new acquaintance, a new relationship, whatever it is, you know, business or personal, you know, it's all really one. And what I'm realizing is that I have tended in the past to go into new situations where I dive in head first. In other words, I give every ounce of energy that I have. And I'm sure there are some people that are like this, and I'm sure it just really depends on uh, individual energy levels. <clears throat> but when I, you know, encounter something new and different, 
I, uh, I go all in. I mean, I, I dive in head first. And there's been a tendency for me to, when I meet new people, if they're interesting to me and have a perspective that really resonates with me or their story really resonates with me or there's something about them that I want, you know, I just, I feel moved to get to know more about them and understand them more and hear their stories. And when that happens, what I find is, is that I tend to do that and do it in a way where I have, I develop expectations for how it's going to go. I start to develop beliefs about what it's going to lead to, that somehow getting to know this person is going to expand my horizons and it's going to, you know, open up new ways of seeing things to the point that, uh, it's going to change my life in some cases. And it's, it's, and it's all well and good that I have that intention and want that. But at the same time, though, I know that it's unfair to me and it's unfair to other people to have any expectations whatsoever. And, you know, as opposed to just letting things unfold as they do. And I've had times where I've made assumptions about people to find, only to find out later that they were not, as I got to know them better, they really weren't who I thought they were. And the problem with that is that's my fault. That's something that I, you know, that's it's unfair to them and to me. And so when I project any beliefs about what I think a new situation is going to be like or that it's going to lead to something better or it's going to provide some sort of opportunity for me to grow or be a better person, I'm just really setting myself up for eventual failure. And I'm setting myself up for disappointment and disillusionment and every other sort of negative emotion that comes along. And so in the past, I have met people and when I start to feel like it's not going the way that I had hoped that it would, I will have a tendency sometimes to lose interest or I will give up too soon. And when I do that, I know that I'm not there again. I'm hurting myself and them because I'm not giving either one of us a chance to, uh, to be who we're going to be and just let things happen the way that they're supposed to happen. And I have had periods in my life where I have you know, disappointment and becoming, you know, feeling disenchanted and disenfranchised and just, you know, feeling like I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not getting where I want to be. Things aren't going the way that I had hoped that they would. That's really all on me. And with my practice, I have learned that I need to be especially careful, very, very vigilant, and just really be aware of these habits of mind when they manifest themselves when when doors open in my life. And I found here recently over the past year or so that as I have focused on that more because my I've become more aware that it's an issue with me, what I have found is is that I can meet new people without any agenda whatsoever. Sure, sometimes my mind will tend to go there. It's just it, they're just habits. They're just, it's just what I've done for so long. It doesn't mean that I'm actively trying to do any of those things. I'm not trying to have an agenda. I'm not trying to harbor any expectations or any hopes or dreams for for that. It's just that my mind is used to doing that. And so the tendency is we develop what's referred to as these neural grooves. We have these habits of thinking and relating to the outside world that way. And they don't change overnight, and they and sometimes they don't ever change at all. 
And that's really where my practice has helped me to be able to, you know, when I go into a new situation. And here's the thing. I don't have to be unnaturally guarded. I don't have to be defensive at all. I don't have to brace myself against doing these things. In fact, the more that I try to not do it, the more that I'm going to actually most likely end up doing it. And so what I found is that awareness is really the key. If I will just be aware of the fact that I have had a tendency to do that, and that doesn't have to be who I am today. I don't need to identify with it. It doesn't need to become part of my, uh, you know, my identity. I don't have to see myself as a person who does this when doors open. All I have to do is just have just a sense of awareness that this has been a habit in the past. It doesn't define who I am today. And all I really have to do is just be aware. So when I meet someone new, if I start to feel those thoughts coming up, I don't have to try to stop them from happening. I just don't have to take them seriously. I don't have to believe what it is that I'm telling myself about what's happening. I can be who I am genuinely in that moment. And even with those thoughts that are happening automatically, I don't have to pay attention to them. And I think that's where the, the longer that we do mindfulness practice, the longer that we practice, you know, sitting quietly, regularly, and letting our minds do what they do, the easier that it gets to not take that process so seriously, to just let those thoughts, you know, come in and, you know, come and go. And when I really look at, you know, a door closing or something ending in my life, some sort of cycle completing itself, there is a whole other set of challenges. Then it is usually a situation in which I am either disappointed for a different reason, you know, frustrated that the door is closing because I maybe don't want it to close, I don't want something to end, or I just, you know, become... uh, disengaged from life if it's something that really sets me back because and it really has to do with it's proportionate into how much attachment how much mental attachment do I have to something that is ongoing and an acquaintance a friendship uh, a relationship a business relationship uh, you know any any kind of endeavor some sort of hobby or interest that I'm pursuing and Especially with people, I've noticed with me it's a struggle, especially with people, in that there's a lot of ways in which I, you know, can tend to react when a door closes. And the first of which is to blame myself. And I realize in some cases there have been times when doors have closed and it's certainly been my fault. And that's where mindfulness practice can really help in terms of not, not you know, beating myself up or judging myself for this. If I made a mistake, I want to own up to it. I want to be able to admit it and apologize for it. But I don't want to identify with it. I don't become the person that made that mistake. And I have a tendency to do that. And I have a tendency to identify with a lot of the bad, you know, bad or ineffective choices that I've made in the past. But we're all human. And that's essentially what makes us human. It's just that we're prone to do these things. This is, you know, it's not our essential nature to do the wrong things or to do things that we regret. But it's just that we're human. We sometimes have errors in judgment. Sometimes we get caught up in the moment. And when we're, you know, to a point where we, you know, we don't have the presence of mind to make the, the, the most effective choice, we will sometimes make choices out of reactivity. We'll just simply make a choice. 
And I realize all this. And so in a lot of cases with doors closing, that I will tend to take that out on myself. I will tend to blame myself. Or if someone disappoints me or lets me down, I will tend to hold on to that and then begin to believe if I'm not careful and if I'm not being aware of what my mind is doing, I can tend to close myself off to future opportunities to meet new people, to undertake new endeavors. And so I think the more I am realizing that there are challenges at each step along this cycle and that, you know, on one end of the cycle, you know, the door opening on the other end, the door closing, these are, you know, two completely different, you know, they're parts of the same thing, but yet at at, at different points along the way and at those two polar opposite ends of a cycle, there are different challenges. And I know that I can't really speak to everyone's experience with this. I can only speak to my own because it's the only experience that I really know. I Mindfulness practice has allowed me over a period of time to get a deeper and a closer look at my specific challenges at different points in that cycle. And I think the more that I have become aware of what it is that I struggle with and why I tend to fall into a particular habitual pattern, it allows me really to enter into a new cycle much more freely and trust myself more because I have gotten some insight by taking the time and making the effort to see what my mind does and to understand better those those habits of mind that are sometimes very deeply ingrained. I can have the ability to trust myself more because that is also with me one of the one of the struggles. If I have made a mistake, maybe either if I haven't done something I feel like I should have done upon deeper reflection, or if I did something I shouldn't have done, I have a tendency to not trust myself. And so when I'm, you know, presented with something new, a new person that I meet, a new acquaintance, uh, making a new friendship, whatever it is. There's a tendency for me to identify, well, you know, I want to be really careful here. You know, I really uh, messed that up the last time. You know, and then if I'm too careful, then I'm not really letting the real me, uh, letting people see the real me. I can't, you know, if I can't, if I'm so worried about not making a mistake again because I identify myself with the person that made the mistake the last time, I can carry that negative energy that I've chosen to create within myself into new relationships and into new situations. And so it's very important for me when a door closes to take some time to really reflect on that and not force anything, just to sit with it and see what comes up and begin to try to sort that out so that I can have a little bit of clarity. It's almost like in a way, I don't want to liken this to anything mechanical, but when these cycles end, it's kind of like in the business world, they refer to that as closing a file. And I hate to use words like that because... You know, this is, this is our life. These are our experiences, but I don't know how else to relate that. And so I think it's important to do that work when a cycle completes itself so that, you know, when I presented with a new cycle beginning, that I, whatever it is, that I am going into it in a way where I am not carrying any negative baggage or any baggage at all for that matter. And I'm more open to just letting myself be who I am and trust that that will be enough and that if I you know if I have a curveball that's thrown to me and I'm not sure what exactly to do I don't I can just be whoever I am 
And if I make a misstep along the way or, you know, you know, pick up on a cue the wrong way, it's okay. I get, it's not the end of the world. I don't have to just completely shut down because I have, you know, basically made what I feel like is possibly a mistake or the wrong choice. And sometimes that has been a tendency for me. If I do that, I'm embarrassed and then I sort of pull away or I guard myself and then I can't really be the genuine me who I am in any situation. And that's really what I'm trying ultimately. If I'm trying to do anything, and I'm not really even trying to do that, I'm just trying, you know, to let myself be who I am genuinely in each moment. Because I find ultimately at the end of the day, that's the best and healthiest thing for me to do. And when I'm able to do the work of sitting with these various feelings that come up along the way, I feel like I'm much more effective and much more able to genuinely be who I am and embrace the fact that in life there are beginnings, there are endings. Things, you know, things start and things end and I can be okay with that and I can go into it not fearing the end, not worrying about when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. I can just go through that cycle, just kind of like waves on the ocean. I can just ride the waves. I can just surf the waves and let whatever happens happen because I think it will be much better off for myself and anyone that I'm involved with to just let those things happen instead of having any agenda whatsoever. And that's where mindfulness practice can really help because the more we practice, what we're really doing is practicing being more authentic. The more we're aware of what is coming up in our minds and how we respond to it and how we react to it, gives us the ability, we're practicing the ability to cut through those barriers, to stop believing the story, because at the end of the day, it is just a story. It's no different than a movie. If you stop and think about what happens when a movie is made, someone writes a story, uh, it's produced, it's shown, and, and essentially that's what we do in our heads. You know, we tend to, you know, we tend, even though we're not physically writing them, maybe, we're, you know, we're writing, we're creating stories in our head and then we're producing them and then we're seeing them. And that's really what happens. And when we get so caught up in that, we're not really able to genuinely and authentically be with other people as we really are. And so that's really what we're practicing. When we're practicing mindfulness, it ultimately leads to us practicing being genu- more genuinely human, more authentically human, and really who we are.